You've probably heard me talk about my dog, Jackson. He's my baby boy. And as he's gotten older, he's gotten really finicky about eating. He used to get so excited about food, he'd literally spin. Well, not anymore. In fact, I often have to spoon feed him to get him to eat. Well, no more. Not since we started feeding him fresh food made with whole ingredients, backed by veterinary science. It's Nom Nom. Now, I actually tried making food for him myself. I'd cook up big batches of chicken or beef with vegetables and rice or potatoes. But without knowing what I was doing, he wasn't getting the vitamins and minerals he needed and certainly not in the correct balance. That's all changed now with Nom Nom. Go to trynom.com, T-R-Y-N-O-M.com slash Nicole. They'll ask you some questions about your pup and tailor a specific amount of individually packaged Nom Nom meals and send them to you. By using my special URL, trynom.com slash Nicole, you'll get 50% off of your first order, plus free shipping, and it's a great way to help support this show too. Again, that's trynom.com slash Nicole. plus Nom Nom comes with a money-back guarantee. If your dog's tail isn't wagging within 30 days, Nom Nom will refund your first order. No fillers, no nonsense, just Nom Nom. The following program contains graphic material, including offensive language. Viewer discretion is advised. Wait a minute. Do you still think politics is boring? Well, not when you can say fun words like cacus. Yes, it's fun words like cacus and more. With the intellectual, intersexual, and intersectional, Nicole Sandler on NicoleSandler.com. I was about to start with a video, and I just lost my video. Where did it go to? Um, did I close it? Oh, man. Oh, there it is. Okay, here we go. Take it away, Freedom Toast. Wow, look at this. You guys been, hi, how are you guys? Good to see you. <laughs> We're not allowing the pronouns. Like, you can't force these kids to be choosing pro- They want, like, a second grader to pick a pro. How come you're not taking questions from voters? Stop coming up to me talking to me. What are you talking about? I'm not here working with people. Are you, are you blind? Are you okay, Governor? No, no, he is not. All right, ladies and gentlemen. To speak and he makes me ill. You do run, 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 you do run, run. Somebody told me it would get worse still. You do run, 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 you do run, run. Yeah, the made me ill. Yes, it got worse still. Please send us quite back home. If you run, 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 if you run, run.
everybody a little ditty about our uh, <clears throat> so-called governor uh, who looked so manly didn't he uh, lording over the hurricane yeah he looked about as manly as the um the cnn reporter in the middle of of tampa wait hold on i just got to show you this so i you know as someone who has been through a few hurricanes and a few earthquakes, you know, my share of natural disasters. Um, I don't understand. There was a lot of news today. Rudy Giuliani liable for his actions regarding Shea Moss and Ruby Freeman. Still has to stand trial for it, but he's, it's already, a, a, it's basically for damages. <laughs> what he did to those two women is now uh, I'll I'll share with you the actual story, so you, we know that I'm not, you know, making shit up because I, I'm not a Republican. What can I tell you? And um, so there was, you know, there was some good news today, and you know, I I don't turn on CNN these days, and MSNBC when I turned it on, all they were covering was the storm. Well, I get it, Hurricane Adalia. What kind of a name is Adalia? Anyway, Hurricane Adalia made landfall near Keaton Beach, Florida. Now, thank you, Adalia, because if you're going to make landfall, pick a swampy area on the unpopulated northwestern coast of Florida where nobody lives. I, I, you know, maybe a couple of dozen people live there. It, it hit right where it should hit in an unpopulated, swampy part of Florida. And then it cut a swath through, like, south of Tallahassee. It missed Jackson. I mean, we in Florida couldn't have asked for anything better. And now it's downgraded to, you know, a one or a tropical storm. It's already got it, it through Florida because it was moving pretty quickly, unlike some of the recent storms that sat parked, like over parts of Louisiana for days 
or parts of Texas for days. This went right through. And, um, you know, there's some damage, I'm sure. But does it really warrant wall-to-wall coverage? I, I, I just, I, I, oh, oh, thank you, Tamara. Tamara says, Adalia was the maid's name in Driving Miss Daisy. It's been a few years since I saw that movie, but um, wow. Okay, I guess they ran out of, you know, Ida was taken. So Idalia, okay. Irma, Irene, if it had to be a, you know, a woman's name. Uh, Elise with an I. <laughs> I don't know, I whatever. Whatever. I, I'm wasting too much time on the name. It's it's a silly name, but you know, they're all there. Maybe they're running out of names. Perhaps, perhaps, perhaps. Anyway, they're not running out of reporters though at CNN. So I'm just I you know, no comment necessary here. Except really? So I, I you know, Tampa Bay uh caught a pass. They got lucky. The storm hit much further north. So what they were expecting in terms of a direct hit, thankfully, didn't happen. And they had some flooded roadways. And apparently, a major roadway in Tampa was flooded. Iris, there you go. Okay, so that said, if you're listening to an audio stream and don't see the video, you're kind of lucky. Because I'm going to show you a, a live shot from CNN standing in the middle of a street that's completely covered with water a main thoroughfare in Tampa, and some guys are going by. Now, you'll hear the reporter says they're kayaking. Just know that the vessel they are on is in no way, shape, or form a kayak. All right, Sarah, so uh, we're going to step away from this, uh, this the, 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 the seriousness of this storm yeah, for think? just one second. You've got to bear with me because this is yeah. something you don't see every day. Guys, guys, what are you doing? <laughs> Literally... We are, this is a very new way to beat rush hour traffic on Bayshore Boulevard in Tampa. It's Bayshore Boulevard. are kayaking. They're not kayaking. It is not a kayak. Tampa over my shoulder here. I mean, look at that. I don't want to minimize the serious nature of this storm, but this is what people are dealing with (laughs) in Tampa as we speak. They, they, They were going down the street that was more of a river, and it looked like a dinosaur um raft <laughs> I don't, I don't, it was not a kayak um but i guess these days it doesn't take much to be on cnn i i, I think i think that deserves a um oh shoot i don't even have my my wallow sound handy that deserves a yeah it was some kind of dinosaur blow up raft thing and it, it's a floating toy right kayak Someone someone talked to this guy. That wasn't a kayak. Anyway, I told you there was good news today. So um, let's get to some of that, shall we? Uh, if you notice the, you know, each day I do like a show card, a graphic for the show. And yes, today, Will Bunch will be here. Um, will Bunch, national columnist for the Philadelphia Inquirer, um, who, you know, he's always, it's always worth reading Will Bunch. But if you did not see his column from, um, what day was it? 
it was uh, 27th. When was the 27th? Sorry, I'm a bit discombobulated today. Uh, Sunday. I guess it was in the Sunday Sunday column. Um, well, then you're in luck because I'm going to share it with you before Will gets here. So let me get through this other news, good news, fairly quickly so I can share this column with you because he hit the nail on the head exactly. And he said it better. Uh, Will Bunch is a great writer. And so um, you really should read him. But the first bit of good news from today, maybe the only bit of good news, but it's good news nonetheless, is the headline reads, Judge Rules Giuliani Defamed Georgia Election Workers Order Sanctions. (laughs) Yeah. Um, The evil Rudolph Giuliani you know, yesterday we showed his his apartment, his co-op in Manhattan that's for sale. Six and a half million dollars. Um, okay. Uh, a federal judge has ruled that uh, the federal judge being Beryl Howell entered a default judgment against Rudy Giuliani as a straight up sanction for his failure to provide necessary documentation to the plaintiffs. And therefore... Uh, holding him liable for defaming Shea Moss and Ruby Freeman. The two uh, poll workers, Georgia election workers, who were uh, defamed is too mild a word as to what Giuliani and, and the former guy did to these two women. Giuliani will still go to trial in D.C. federal court on the amount of monetary damages he owes to Ruby Freeman and her daughter Shea Moss. But Howell has already ordered him to pay roughly $132,000 in sanctions between his personal and business assets for his failures to turn over relevant information, not for being the fucking asshole that he was and putting these women's lives in danger by lying about them in a disgusting manner. Not that there's any other manner, but still, um, uh, uh, this is because he wouldn't turn because he continuously denied it would would not comply with the judge's orders. The judge said those failures to hand over the relevant information combined with Giuliani's own admissions compelled her to rule without a trial that he defamed both women intentionally inflicted emotional distress on them as part of a civil conspiracy and owes punitive damages. I like that, those words. In this, in this instance, punitive damages. Last month, as part of the wrangling over the records he had failed to share, Giuliani agreed not to contest the fact that he made false and defamatory claims about the two poll workers. But in the same filings, he said he was not giving up the right to argue that his comments were constitutionally protected speech. Bullshit. That did not... Wait, wait, I lost my place. Uh, Constitutionally um, uh, protected speech that did not damage, that did not cause damage. Bullshit. Along with other defenses. On Wednesday, Howell said the admission had, quote, more holes than Swiss cheese and that Giuliani was trying to, quote, bypass the discovery process and a merits trial at which his defenses may be fully scrutinized and tested in our judicial system's time-honored adversarial process and to delay such a fair reckoning by taking his chances on appeal. 
end quote. But then she said, Giuliani cannot, quote, have his proverbial cake and eat it too. That's right. Um, in case you're, you, you don't remember what he said about Ruby and Shay, he repeatedly claimed in the weeks after the 2020 election that misleading security footage from Georgia showed Freeman and Moss bringing in, quote, suitcases full of fake votes for Joe Biden. Those claims were debunked quickly by election officials in Georgia who explained that the so-called suitcases were regular ballot boxes and that nothing Repeat, zero, nothing untoward had occurred. But Giuliani and others continued to accuse the two of malfeasance. In response, they both received death threats and were forced into hiding. But wait, there's more. Because Giuliani failed to preserve emails, text messages, and social media account information from the time period when he made those accusations, Howell said, the judge said, Freeman and Moss are severely hampered in their ability to prove his statements were intentionally false and part of a broader conspiracy rather than merely negligent. Among the messages Giuliani failed to preserve and produce, according to the court record, is a December 7th, 2020 text he sent in response to a Trump advisor's request for, quote, best examples of election fraud that we've alleged that's super easy to explain, doesn't necessarily have to be proven, but does need to be easy to understand. You know why that is, right? That is because, hold on, I just, I just redid this entire wall. And now I don't know where anything is. Come on, where are you? It's worth the wait. Oh, here it is. Because. I love the poorly educated. Yeah, we know you do. Um, uh, let's see. It doesn't necessarily have to be proven, but it has to be easy to understand. According to the records, Giuliani replied by highlighting the Georgia video. Trump went on to reference the video in meetings with top Justice Department officials and in a phone call with Georgia's Secretary of State, during which the former guy asked for the state official to just find 11,780 votes. The plaintiffs became aware of large gaps in what Giuliani provided because of records received from others involved. According to the court record, Giuliani claimed that he lost access to much of his electronic information because it was seized by the FBI in an unrelated investigation in April 2021? Bullshit. Right. But Howell found that Giuliani failed to make meaningful efforts to explain what exactly was missing or to retrieve it, instead giving, quote, vague, uh, you know, I lost my place again, vague um, and shifting descriptions of the problem. The judge also pointed out that Giuliani has a, quote, self-professed 50 years of experience in litigation, including working as a U.S. attorney for the Southern District of New York. Back to the judge, quote, given Giuliani's much vaunted experience as an attorney, he plainly should have known better. It goes on, but you get the idea. Howell's, uh, her ruling was 57 pages. A ruling of this sort is usually two to three pages. But she had to explain how negligent and seemingly intentionally um, uh, prevaricating on uh, what he was supposed to do. She wrote, um, she suggested it was deliberate. 
Um, uh, she said uh, he, uh, she suggested he was trying to avoid disclosing information that could hurt him in other civil and criminal cases. Duh. And she wrote, just as taking shortcuts to win an election carries risks, even potential criminal liability, bypassing the discovery process carries serious sanctions. So there you go. So Rudy... Anybody need a six and a half million dollar apartment on the Upper East Side of Manhattan? I know where you can get one, but it really needs, you know, full renovation, just in case you were wondering. All right. So there's that. Let me tell you what else is good news about today. And I realized it this morning, um, and I don't know how the day got past me, but um, seven years ago, this very moment... Well, by now I was already I was already back in a room. Seven years ago this morning, I was on an operating table at the University of Miami Hospital in Miami, part of the Sylvester Cancer Center, um, having my lung removed, my the the lower lobe of my left lung, uh, sev- seven years ago today, and it was at that time they told me, "We'll we'll remove it. It looks like we caught it early enough." Two tumors, two, count them, two tumors in two lobes, two separate and distinct tumors. They cut out the lower the, the lower lobe of the left lung entirely and a wedge resection of the upper lobe to get the second tumor out. They were not related. It had not metastasized. It had not spread. We cut it so early that I didn't need chemo or radiation. And after five years of clean scans, they pronounced me cured. Now, I still have to go in every year for a CT scan just to make sure there's no evidence, but seven years cancer-free today. Thank you very much. Thank you. Thank you very much. So that's good news. Now, the one, the one last thing I'm going to share with you before we get to Will Bunch is not good news. It's really sad, but it goes to a larger story. So it happened again, which with Mitch McConnell, it happened Again, it was just what, a week or two ago that he was standing at a podium doing, you know, answering questions from the media when he just froze. Right. He like in mid sentence, he stopped talking. He just sort of just sort of um, uh, went blank. That's the only way I could describe it. He went blank. Obviously, upstairs, he went blank and to the rest of us, he went blank. And so um, I'm just going to play this. So this was earlier today. Now, Congress is still on recess. It's August. But I guess Mitch is just wandering aimlessly around the Capitol or something. I don't I don't know. I don't know what he's doing. Uh, Neither does he, apparently. So um, let me just play it for you, because I I honestly don't know what to say. Running for re-election in 2026. What? And he's just. He, he mumbled something, and now he's standing there looking like a turtle in Did headlights. Did you hear the question, Senator, running for re-election in 2026? He did say yes. All right, I'm sorry, you all. We're going to need a minute. What? Senator. Penny. Yep. And, and it, somebody else comes over. It looks like they're going to try to take him out of there, but he doesn't move. He's still looking like a turtle in headlights. Okay. Okay. He says okay. Somebody else have a and question. And now she Please thinks. Speak up. And now she thinks he's he's 
ready to take another question. Um, Mitch, go home. Please go home and take Diane Feinstein with you. And while you're at it, you may want to convince. Now, look, I, I, I actually reject the media um, lynch job on Joe Biden. I actually think Joe Biden's mental acuity is pretty good. But the media has drummed it into the heads of everyone. What they say on Fox. My my thought is. If you're going to call uh, uh, Joe Biden out for being a little slow due to his age, where's the criticism of the former guy? Donald Trump is three years younger, and I use the word loosely, three years younger than uh, than uh, Joe Biden. 77 or 80 doesn't make a big difference. And I would put Joe Biden up against Donald fucking Trump for a test of their mental acuity any day of the week. Hey, while we're at it, let's not only make it mental, let's make it physical. Joe Biden gets on that damn bicycle and rides. He walks. He's active. Donald Trump is a fat tub of lard. 215 my ass. He hasn't seen 215 in 20 years. Give me a break. Now, we'd be better off if neither one of them ran for office. But the hypocrisy here is if you're going to if you're going to criticize Joe Biden about his age, you can't leave dump out of the equation. He's just as bad, I would say worse on so many fronts. That's right, Joe speaks lo- slow because he's a stutterer. He parses his words very carefully. Donald Trump just has diarrhea of the mouth. Um, so you know what? I'm all for a test. If you're above a certain age, make them take a test. Make them take a test. But it should apply equally across the board. The, the media's bullshit fixation on Joe Biden's age without without in the same breath mentioning Donald Trump is three years younger is bullshit. It's bullshit. But you know what? And, 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 and I'm not pretending Biden's not too old. I, I'm not pretend I'm not pretending Biden's not too. I think he is. I think it was. I think it was a bad mistake on his part to run again. But here's what I think. I think he knows that Kamala Harris is not the right candidate for this time. May not be for any time. But uh, I think he got himself into a corner. He made a bad choice. He's made a few bad choices. Look, he's far from perfect. He's a lot better than I thought he was going to be. But should he be running again now at 80? No. Nor should Trump be. Neither one of them should be. Nobody asked me. It's not up to me. But if the media is going to constantly harp on Joe Biden's age, they have to, in the same breath, say, meanwhile, Donald Trump is only three years behind him. Because at 77 or 80, there's no difference. You know, at, at three and six, there's a big difference. Some would even say at 15 and 18, you know, there's a, there's a big difference. It's a legality. 
at 77 and 80, they're both old farts. And at 90-something, Diane Feinstein needs to go, go home and Mitch McConnell needs to pull a shirtle, turtle shell over his head. Enough already. We are a laughing stock. Not only around the world, but here. We look at these people and go, what the fuck? Okay. So anyway, that's my little rant of the day. Now this does sort of, I, 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 of course I didn't leave myself enough time to read um, this column that I was going to share with you. It, so you're going to have to read it yourself at inquirer.com. But the column I'm talking about was published on Sunday, written by Will Bunch, friend of the show. And um, he's, he's joining us right now. Hold on one second. In fact, let me bring him up because um, Will Bunch <laughs> uh, is, is, is doing. Oh, hold on. I, I got to take the picture away because we got the actual Will Bunch here. So we're there we go. OK, now we can do that. There he is. Hey, Will Bunch. Cool. Hi. The, the, uh, the picture looked a lot better. I don't know. So. Uh... <laughs> Well, you know, go back, go back to the picture. I'm not so. going back to the picture. <laughs> so, how are things? You, you, you had a road trip this morning. You went. You're in New York. You've got you've got elderly parents that you deal with. I, that so many people our age have to. You know, it's it's you're it's it's like it's just a it's a no win situation. Look, I I say I envy you for having your parents around so long, but now yeah. you're dealing with ailing elderly parents, which is no fun. Um, yeah, I mean, it's, it's, it's something that's really accelerated the last year. I've, I've become kind of a, uh, almost a two-state person going back and forth between Pennsylvania and New York this mm. summer, but, uh, we're, we're taking care of things and, and they're, they're hanging. Both my parents are still around at age 90 and 86 wow. and, and, uh, uh, between us, not, not living the healthiest lifestyle. So how they did it. I'm not exactly sure, but uh, they got there. So, uh, but uh, and and they're still they're still hanging in there. But they need you know they need they need help with some things. So, uh, uh, and it just so happens I'm in a position. You know, I mean it's amazing. You know, I mean I don't know how I would have done this three or four years ago, but now that for better or worse I work from home pretty much full time, and it, I can work from here. So. Uh, uh, if need be, it's kind of it's kind of weird. So it's kind of a little bit like Glenn Greenwald, you know, covering. Oh, don't covering don't no, no. don't don't put yourself in the. the, the it, no, he, he you, you're not like Glenn, Glenn Greenwald, and thank goodness for that. No, no but if you can <laughs> if you can write about United States politics from uh, Brazil, then I figure writing writing uh, for the Philadelphia Inquirer from from New York occasionally isn't isn't too much of a stretch. So yeah, exactly. Okay, so you're you made it there. We we were going back and forth on the phone today, you know, hoping that yeah. you'd be there in time, yeah. and you yeah, made good there was, time. There was, no, there was no traffic. It's been a good day. So yeah, good. no well, traffic. It's been a good day. Rudy Giuliani is liable for for the damages he did to uh, Shay Moss and Ruby Freeman, and you made it up to New York in good time <laughs> and time to be here. Um, you know, uh, the, the, the column that I'm referring to is your Sunday column, and the headline reads: "Journalism fails miserably." We could probably end there, but it goes on. <laughs> Journalism fails miserably at explaining what is really happening to America. And the subtitle is Momentous Week of GOP Debate. Trump's arrest gets horse race coverage when the story is not about an election, but authoritarianism. The media is really 
just missing, you know, there's that expression, seeing the forest for the trees. They're missing all of it, it seems. Yeah, I mean, the thing that just frustrates me the most, and I, I guess it's really the thing that inspired me to write the column, was just... The, you know, this this summer with all the all the indictments of Trump and just the inability of, uh, you know, especially the TV pundits and I, I guess some newspaper pundits as well. But just the inability to wrap their minds around the fact that he goes up in the polls every time he's indicted and isn't this going to hurt him? And, you know, and, and all these things, you know, is this an opening for Nikki Haley or is this, you know, is this is this an opening for Ramaswamy and, and all this? You know, I mean, I hate to say it, but like 1988, right, style coverage, you know, I I, I referenced uh, I referenced Richard Ben Kramer's famous book, What It Takes, mm-hmm. in my column, because, you know, I mean, these books are uh, are honestly, I'm, I'm going to I'm going to date myself here. But one of the things that really kind of got me jazzed as a teenager about becoming a journalist when I when I grew up was uh, this book, The Boys on the Bus by Timothy Krause. Sure, I remember that. Yeah. yeah. Well, we're so, the same age. We, we have a lot of the same references. Yeah, absolutely. And um, um, and a lot of people I, you know, when I when I did grow up more or less and, and became a political journalist, a lot of people I met who covered politics, you know, cited that book or <laughs> that book, that book, and of course, fear and loathing on the campaign of trail course. by Hunter, Hunter Thompson, Thompson. Written about written about the same campaign, but but um, 1972, and it's just not like that anymore. And you can't you can't fit this square peg into that round hole, which is what when I watch TV they're trying to do, and they can't understand. And <clears throat> there is there is an explanation for this, and and as you mentioned in the in the lead in that the explanation is basically authoritarianism, you know, that um, one of the two, you know, almost equally sized political parties in this country has all, all but rejected democracy. Mm-hmm. And, you know, and, and, and we see it every day, you know, just, just this week, some of the headlines I've seen about um, how in Wisconsin, they, they, they want to just impeach, impeach the newly elected Democratic Supreme Court justice just because she's a Democrat, you know, and they're going to they, they want her off and impeach. They couldn't beat her at the ballot box. So now they want to impeach her. You know, um, uh, uh, I don't know if you've talked about this or how much attention it got, but, uh, you know, in Ohio, where they're going to vote this fall on the um, uh, constitutional amendment that would, uh, you know, codify abortion rights. Um, uh, the Republicans who, you know, run the secretary of state's office uh, changed, just went off and changed the language to make it uh, sound less appealing to voters because that's what they do. I mean, you, you want to talk about rigged elections. I mean, they're either trying to rig elections, they're trying to undo elections, they're trying to cancel elections. And this, this, this Republican primary, you know, like these, this debate that they had last week in Milwaukee. I mean, the, these events are a farce because when the Republican Party stops being a democratically oriented political party and when it becomes an authoritarian movement, you don't you don't have elections because they have a leader. You know, they've they've anointed Donald Trump as the uh, 
you know, strongman leader of right. their movement. And so, and, and that's why, you know, and, and, and like, I mean, I don't, I don't find him strong personally, but obviously millions of people do apparently, but, you know, so, so, so like a strong man, these people who were supposedly running against him are totally cowed and bullied. Right. I mean, uh, you, uh, you know, the way that their hands shot up, yep. uh, when they said they would support him, even if, even if he was a convicted felon, that they would still support him for the president, you know, and the reluctance, I mean, you know, uh, you know, I mean, we've seen you and I have both seen dozens of Democratic debates. I mean, can you imagine the front runner not being criticized or not coming under fire? You know, uh, you know, we've seen Obama versus Hillary Clinton or whatever. And um, nothing, nothing about Trump uh, Wednesday night other than, you know, Ramaswamy challenging the others to promise they would. You're, you're mispronouncing his name. It's Ramaswamy. <laughs> Uh, yeah, it's Ram, Ramaswamy Ding Dong. Ram, uh, Ramasmar, Smarmy. Ramasmarmy. I know. Well, <laughs> I mean, the I can't hold myself. I know. I know. Because I'm, I'm thinking to myself, well, I'm not going to call the guy names. And then I the know. Thing is, but you can't think, help but, it. But, but, but no. Well, no. But I was going to say, but the thing is, he's out there calling Nikki Haley names. I, I mean, know. Making fun of her uh, name, which is her actual, <laughs> you know, name at birth. He's criticizing her for using her middle name instead of a, you know, Valtrex, which, sorry, that's him. And and her married name. So she's one of those women who took her husband's name. Now, I didn't, but most, many women do. But he's criticizing her for something that's legit. I, I say make the name fit. So Valtrex Ramasmarmi is my name for that guy because he is herpes and and a smart the smarmiest character I, I in the race today. Yeah, and you know, uh, since 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 this whole conversation is about how bad media political coverage is, you know, I, I mean, get down funny. there with them. Yeah, I mean, I mean, just today. Well, actually, the uh, I don't know if you've listened to the New York Times Daily podcast. Yeah. I, I listen to it less and less than I than I used to, but um, you know, t- today was there. You know, why is, you know, why is Ramaswamy surging? It's driving me crazy because he's not surging. He no. didn't, he didn't get a particularly big bump in the polls because, you know, most people, even a lot of Republicans had the reaction to his performance that you and I had, which is the guy is just smarmy, beyond, smarmy and annoying beyond all belief. Yep. And the people, the people who did, you know, cheer him and, oh, he's, you know, you know, he's in their face and he's giving it to those woke liberals. Uh, I mean, they loved it and they applauded him. They're all voting for Donald Trump. Of course. All of them. So why is you he know? running? Can you explain why is he running if he so idolizes Trump and thinks he did nothing wrong and he should be pre- he's the greatest president of the 21st century? Gag me with a anything. Um, yeah, well, I think I do. I do think they're, you know, in, in terms of. You know, Machiavellian politics, you know, there's one germ of a brilliant idea behind what he's doing. And and that idea is that Donald Trump is not going to be with us forever. Right. And uh, whether, you know, whether it's, you know, the legal system, I'm not too confident, but if the legal system somehow figures it out, how to not only convict him, but to convict him in a way that can't be undone in any way. And, uh, uh, you know, that that will take him out of commission or, you know, or or his next 
bucket of KFC ends up being his last, you know, um, that's certainly <laughs> as well. I, I'm ready for that. But, you know, Will Bunch, I got uh, the, the reason this column uh, struck such a chord is you're saying what I've been trying to say in not so eloquent a manner. I talk all the time about opposite world. You know, I have this little clever little opposite world thing here. Everything you thought you knew, you never knew at all. Sideways is straight ahead. Facts no longer matter. Reality is now fiction. There's a signpost up ahead. Your next stop, Opposite World. It's Opposite World. Nothing is as it seems. But yet you, you illustrate that here. Let me read this paragraph from this column. Almost on cue, the GOP's Rama Smarmy went on CNN Sunday morning with a dark right-wing appeal that is the change far too many people are seeking. And a stunning riff that blamed this weekend's racist mass shooting in Jacksonville, Florida, by a white gunman who targeted black people not on racism, but on anti-racism and the media. Rama Smarmy insisted that the media, universities and certain politicians have rekindled racism and that, quote, I can think of no better way to fuel racism in this country than by taking something away from people based on their skin color. And you added meaning white people. It's just opposite world. I mean, come, uh, come on, man. Come on, man. Come on, man. I know. Come on, man. I mean, you know, I mean, uh, that's just a horrifically racist uh, yes. statement under well, under under any condition. But the fact that it's given as a response to this horrible act in in, in Florida, a and, racist and, shooting, a race based yeah, hate crime. Oh and, my God. But, 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 you know, it's, it's a really illustrative quote, isn't it? Because it shows the extent of grievance of the, of what really drives this movement more than anything else, which is, you know, th- this, this sense of entitlement, you know, that, w- that we had it all because, because of white privilege, because of patriarchy, that if you that if you were born a white man, I think it's kind of overrated myself being one, but <laughs> but these people these people these people believe that you know if you're born a white man that that alone bestows a certain status on you you know that you should be respected and awed because of because of those because of your birthright uh, you know and America was like that for most yep. of its history yep and and you know why why have things changed you know why do you have now a political party that no longer supports democracy. And the reason is, for most of this country's history, white supremacy, uh, sexism, all of, you know, all, you know, anti-LGBTQ, all of these things were the majority viewpoint. Um, And you could, you could and did win at the ballot box by being those things, by being, by being, uh, you know, by supporting white supremacy or white privilege, at least, uh, and all those things. And, Times have finally changed for the better, you know, and so and <laughs> and, 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 and right, and, and then went back. <laughs> well, 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 times have changed, right? Times have changed for the better in the sense that um, there is a bigger number of people than ever, a, a majority, really, and, and you know, and I'm. It's not quite a one-to-one thing, but I mean, in a country where the Democrats have won the popular vote in seven of the last eight presidential elections, you know, it's a. Uh, you know, this is a movement that is younger, that is, you know, growing both 
because of more young people, but also because of demographics. It's it's diverse. It's multicultural. Um, uh, you know, it's 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 educated, which is the subject ties into my book that I came out know, last year. But education is a huge part of this, mm-hmm. and um, they are becoming the majority. And um, this group that held power for two hundred years of American history feels that's an entitlement. And if if they're losing that kind of power at the ballot box, then the ballot box has to be subverted, right? So that 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 that's what this movement's all about. And you know, Donald Trump came along, came down that escalator in, in 2015, saying all the things that they had been waiting for somebody to to say about those things, you know, uh, you know, when they when they they say when they say they love Trump because he tells it like it is, he's he's telling he's telling them that he's going to support these hierarchies, uh, you know, no matter no matter how outdated they are. And, um, you know, because of the law, what they feel that they're they're losing, you know, this this faction, that the things that they feel are taken away from them, they they hate the messenger. They hate the media. Right. They hate academia, and and now that's extended to, to teach K through twelve teachers. But they hate the people who they think indoctrinated their children to feel that way. Um, they hate anybody having to do with the culture. You know, they hate Hollywood because they feel the movies don't reflect their their point of view oh and all God. those things. And these 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 are the people that they hate. And you know. You know, I, I, you know, as a journalist, you know, I've been to Trump rallies and and I I go to these things and I try to talk to many as many people as you understand, because, you know, you just need to put a tape recorder in front of their face and and don't confront them, but just let them, you know, let them hang themselves with their own words, so to speak. But, you know, let them explain why they're doing this and, and what they what comes out when you do that, when I've done that is you know, they, their contempt for a certain class of people and especially the media. And so, and the thing is, I mean, I have a sense, I mean, I mean, the media they hate the most is, is like CNN, right? Mm-hmm. So, so when you turn on CNN, they're not going to have long discussions about we're covering a political movement that's driven by hatred of CNN, but that's really what's happening. You right. know, right. of course, that's the reality. And, and so instead they're trying to say, well, you know, they're trying to look at these issues, you know, and, and uh, you know, this is economic discontent, you know, and and, and look, there is economic discontent. You know, I, I've been real, I've been really fascinated by the debate over over this song, you know, rich, rich men north of Richmond. Right. And it's it's fascinating to me because it's just such a great summary of the problem, which is. Here, here's a working class guy. And look, the working class, and first of all, you know, I mean, you and I define the working class in the right way, which is multicultural, right? Mm-hmm. Because, you know, ha- probably half, I don't know the exact numbers, but probably half the working class in this country is black and brown people, uh, you know, doing these essential jobs. And, and, and there's also a large white working class, right? And, 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 um, but, the working class has gotten a raw deal in this country. You and I both know that. Of course, but they don't have. Right. Well, that's, what, that's the point. Is like, when, like, so when he comes out there and starts saying, "I'm I'm working overtime hours for bullshit pay," you know, yeah, he's right. So the 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 premise, the initial premise of the song, is like is like right on. But then instantly he starts directing that 
justifiable rage towards the targets that he's been told to 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 hit on by Fox News and by Republicans uh, or or by you know wealthy people who want to divert attention away from what you know. I mean, I mean the Richmond, the rich. Geez, I, I can never say it properly. Rich man in yeah, Richmond. I mean, the rich men north of Richmond that he should be mad at. Right. He needs to go farther north than Washington. Yeah, hello. He needs uh, to go to New York. To New York to exactly. Street, right? Hello. Yeah, yeah, I mean, yeah. Not, I'm not saying. Yeah, well, I, honestly, that whole thing is over my head. I don't listen to the fucking music. I don't know this guy. I don't care. I was appalled that they began that debate Without a question, they went for 10 minutes stating bullshit facts and then playing a clip of the song and asking about the song is the first question in the debate. What the fuck? But again, it's Fox. So I thought it was ridiculous. I thought it was kind of a fascinating commentary that they played that song at the start of the debate. Because to, what you know what it said to me? It said to me, this... This guy, this fat, you know, this factory worker with his guitar is able to say something about the state of America right now that we as news people, you know, get getting paid, you know, a few hundred thousand dollars a year, either don't really understand and don't know how to articulate. And we know this, it's like we know this guy with his song is onto something because people are, you know, this this song has gotten such a response. Yeah, and they know what, last <laughs> week it was the small town hang, new lynching nonsense. What country music oh, yeah, likes I mean, the, the, has no bearing on the American people. I'm sorry, I just think it's a bullshit line of questioning. And, and, and the fact well, that we're well, wasting... Point, though, is like, you know, if you want to talk about the issues raised in that song, right, if you want to, you know, is... Is the working class getting a raw deal in this country? Are they? Yeah. Are they? Are they underpaid? <laughs> what then else just, is new? Then just ask. Then just ask the damn question. You yeah. know. And Hello. But instead, it's like we don't really know how to talk about what's going on in this country, so we're going to put this song on for two minutes. I mean, that, to me, that that's what it was telling me, and, and it, it was, was ridiculous. You know, and, and, and obviously, it was Fox, so it's not like real media, but but. Um, uh, but, you know, I, I think the same is true of the of the other channels, you know, and, and as I point out in the piece, I mean, there are exceptions, you know, you see um, uh, you, you see occasionally you'll see they'll bring on uh, Ruth Ben-Yat, if I'm uh -huh, saying her name, right? uh, or Timothy Snyder, or, or they will more and more there's people saying well we should we should talk about authoritarianism and 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 even the f-word fascism you know and we, we we should talk about that in the context of yes. what's going on but then but then it's like right back to the horse race coverage you well know? That, and that's the problem it's always the horse race coverage hey will bunch uh, my husband's here he he <laughs> sent me your column unsolicited and was like did you read this i'm like of course i did wow. so david will will david hi will nice to meet you i've been a fan for a long time and Nicole's right. I read that column and I knew Nicole was having you on the show. And I said, you don't need to bother, Will. Just read this column. It's <laughs> fucking great. A um, uh, couple of things. First of all, uh, disconnected from what you two guys were just talking about. Joe Biden should have run for president in 2016, but it was Hillary's turn. Second issue. Um, how does Valtrex claim the mantle of whiteness? Yeah. He's not. He's not. Let him go to a small town, to use the country term. Let him go to a small town and see how many people there regard him as a white man. Yeah, really. I don't think that's going to go very far. 
And kudos again. Keep up the good work. I love to read your stuff. Along those lines, before you answer, are you, are you, um, Will Bunch, and by the way, get Will Bunch's newsletter at inquirer.com slash bunch. Just sign up. It's free. You can thank me later. But are you syndicated or are you only in um, the Philadelphia Inquirer? I'm asking because... It's complicated because uh, um, there is like a newswire that sends my columns out and it's not like official syndication, but they can get picked up. So occasionally, occasionally I'll get a a ton of emails from, from Minnesota. All of a sudden it's like, Hey, I must've been in the Minneapolis. Oh, wow. I wish, I wish you could syndicate your column because I'll tell you for Miami, um, we dumped the Miami Herald once, um, um, Oh God! How quickly I forget! I'm drawing a blank. David, what's his name? The the last cut. First, they got rid of first. Um, um, uh, uh, <laughs> I'm just all over the place today. Uh, pardon me. I I had a ketamine session this morning, so my brain is a little foggy. But first, um, uh, Carl Hyacin used to be a columnist at the Miami yeah, Herald. He's no longer no. there. Then uh, Leonard Pitts retired. So there was nobody. That, and once Leonard Pitts was gone, we dumped the Herald subscription. But they don't have any good columnists down here. And it would be really nice to see Will Bunch in our Florida newspapers. But then again, I'm not going to be in Florida very long. So get into an Arizona paper because we're moving. Anyway. Uh-huh. Well, they could, yeah, they could use, they could use some different points of view out in Arizona. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. Yeah. You know, it's, it, it, it's hard, you know, and, and, uh, uh, I don't, I don't want to waste time with like inside baseball or whatever, but, you know, papers like the Philadelphia Inquirer or like the Miami Herald have found, have, have tried different economic models to save ourselves. And the one that the only one that has the promise of working and it's, not working incredibly great, but it's having some success is the paywall model. And and yeah. even though people hate it, I mean, be, but the thing about the paywall model is for like Metro papers, the, like the idea is if you live in Metro Miami, you know, the, the Miami Dade area, then of course you're going to want to subscribe because you really want to know what's going on in your area. Right. But, but then if somebody's like a brilliant columnist for that paper, uh, and people in, you know, Oregon or, or Montana want to read them. It makes no sense to subscribe to the Miami that's, Herald. And that's my problem with the Inquirer. And yeah, I did yeah, have a yeah. subscription. Very, you know, they, it, they it, offer. A very difficult problem. But, right. but uh, you know, and, and that's why I really focus a lot of effort on my newsletter, because unlike, unlike the other columns I write, um, the newsletter does not require a subscription. Right. So you can, uh, at least so we can read to, those for free. Go, if you go to inquire.com backslash bunch and spend literally three minutes, I mean, not I'm even sorry, three, two, three, three seconds, three seconds. That's what I was trying to say. Three, I said minutes, <laughs> seven, so if you spend literally three seconds uh, typing in your email address, then every pretty much every Tuesday, and I hardly ever take a Tuesday off, I, maybe 50 out of 52 Tuesdays a year, you'll get my newsletter and it covers that usually usually covers a bunch of topics, uh, including a including a, a something that's basically a column. So uh, yeah, so that's that's there are there are ways around it, but yeah, I mean we can't we can't really figure out an economic model that works for journalism, you know. And uh, it, it's you know. too bad uh, because frankly, I, I I subscribe to too many newspapers. The one now we're back with the Sun Sentinel in South Florida. We still get a daily newspaper here because we're old. Um, but but you know, I subscribe because it's my job. The Washington Post, the New York Times, both of which 
at least once a week, I say, fuck these people. I'm canceling my subscription. And I don't because you need it. Um, And I, you know, and I wind up subscribing to all these other papers, including the Inquirer, when they run these, you know, six months for two dollar things. And I do it and I make myself a note that on whatever date I need to cancel the subscription so I don't get charged 10 bucks a month because, frankly, I can't afford it. But it is it is. It's just, you know, media has all been, everything has been turned upside down with technology and, you know, the the passage of time. Um, Things are different than they were 30 years ago, completely different than they were 30 years ago. My industry of radio is dead. Uh, So we all have to sort of reinvent ourselves and it's not easy, but I wanted to call attention to your column and your newsletter because your newsletter is free for everyone and the column is behind a paywall, but and and this the column we're talking about was a column. I mean, you should still try because first of all, you, you get you, you do get a few, a few free stories. Right. They well takes effect, and so I mean the the uh, this column that we're talking about from last week has has gotten a hundred thousand over you know hundred thousand page views, which you know I'm, I'm sure at the Washington Post they would like snicker at that, but for us it's a it's a it's a it's a big number for us, and so 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 people are reading it. So if you if you, I guess what I'm trying to say is I don't want people to like see a link on on Twitter or somewhere for my column and and not try and read it because right. you never know. Right, it could work. It's kind of like playing the lottery. Like, hey, yes. you, hey, you never know. You could, well, I'm, no, I'm going to link to it from my blog today, and I may yeah, excerpt I mean, a, a few. And a lot of people are all paragraphs. So because it's so important, I think people should. And the thing is, you know, you you point out so much and, you know, I I, on Twitter, I have a a, um, a, an angry rant going at Peter Dow. Peter Dow has been a Twitter asshole for years. And, you know, he he was against Hillary Clinton because she was too concerned. Then he was, you know, he's all over the place. Well, today, of course, right. And he goes, he vacillates more than, you know, a weather vane. He's just all over the place. Well, today he's on a rant about Joe Biden being too old. And I'm sorry, maybe Joe Biden is too old. I think he is. So is uh, 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 Mitch McConnell. So is Dianne Feinstein. So is Donald Trump. I'm sorry, you cannot talk about Joe Biden's age without talking about Donald Trump's age. Three years difference at 77 and 80 is no difference at all. And I would put up Joe Biden's mental acuity against Donald Trump's any day of the week, and I'll put their physicality against one another, too, if you want to take it to that level. But what Peter Dow is doing is not taking into account that this is not about Joe Biden and Donald Trump. This is about what's left of this semblance of democracy that we have here or a future of fascism. Do you want your kids to grow up in a concentration camp? Because that's where we're headed, because Donald Trump has already said all of his enemies are going to be targeted, because if he somehow gets back in, it's all about retaliation and retribution. Come on, man. Come on, man. Yeah, I mean, I I, I think I think he nailed it. You know, I, I, I think I guess it was. I guess it was November of last year because it was right after the midterms. But I, I wrote. I mean, I, I don't. I never endorse candidates, but uh, but I, I wrote a piece basically saying, "Look, it's clear that we have to reelect Joe Biden in in, in 2024." And I, I don't say that, you know, and, and you know this, Nicole, that he on my list at the start of the at the at, 
at the start of the 20, uh, 2020 primaries when there, there was like 23 Democrats. He he was like 21st. Exactly. Out of both of us. For both yeah, of yeah, us. Right. Yeah, I know. We, we talked about this before. And I think he's done he's done a, a better job than he than I've expected. He's 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 still doing a couple things that are driving me crazy. But I'm just looking at the big picture, and like the big picture is Joe Biden is the only person who's beaten Donald Trump in a presidential election. That's right. We, we know he can do it. Uh, like you mentioned, I, I I heard you right before I came on. Like uh, you know, we we don't know if Kamala Harris could beat. She can't. He would certainly. You know, it, it's horrible. It, it's horrible to say this, but she would certainly encounter the same sexism and uh, that Hillary Clinton encountered, pl- and worse, her, right? And racism, racism too. Yeah, and and I, I hate I hate to, to, to say that she should be punished for that, but she she has other flaws as a candidate. <laughs> yes, she I does. She, I, I also, even though I also think she's done a better job than than she gets credit for, but um, um, you know, and and. They say, well, you know, Joe Biden is age. He should step down. If he stepped down, there would be chaos. You yes. know, because some people will say, well, you have to give it to Harris. And then people, you know, it, it would be whoever, nuts. Whoever, Gavin Newsom or whoever would enter the race and, and a few other people. And and there would just be intense bitterness, intense fighting. And, you know, um, I mean, I mean, it would be it would be. Hillary versus Bernie, but I think on an even bigger scale and and, and with well, I, not bigger stakes because the stakes were, were Donald Trump all times, but the stakes certainly as big, if not bigger, um, by bigger, because like you said, I mean, I mean, a Trump second term as bad as Trump's first term was, you know, I mean, there was a uh. lot of buffoonery. There was a lot of, you know, pandering to Putin. There was a lot of bad stuff in Trump's first term, but his second term would be flat out fascism. It would be weaponizing the Justice Department. Uh, it would be, quote, demolishing the administrative state, unquote, which basically means destroying any any semblance of government of the people, by the people, yeah. for the people. And on one particular issue, because this issue is just so incredibly important, as we've seen all summer, is they've specifically said they would undo everything that's addressing climate change. <laughs> Uh, you know, I mean, it's, it's just, the. I mean, there's just so much insane stuff going on, Nicole. I mean, it's just crazy. I mean, how, you know, the fact it's like, all right, well, we dilly dallied about climate and haven't done yep. enough. Or whatever. And now here comes the summer of 2023 and, you know, hundreds of people died in a wildfire. Um, there's floods all over the place. We just saw every week, you know, um, you know, this, this this storm down in Florida going in about 36 hours from being a tropical depression to a category four hurricane yep. in that short of time. That that is not normal. That is happening because of climate change, because of fossil fuel. Yeah, production. nothing's so, normal so, anymore. So, so, so the fact that the fact that this could happen, and yet you would have a presidential candidate who's tied in every poll for the, you know, for the lead, that you have a candidate who would say, we're going to undo everything that's being done to solve this problem. You know, that we're, we're going to not only not address it for four years, but we're actually going to we're actually make gonna it worse. To, we're going to roll it back. More, yep. not, yeah. We're going to try and promote more fossil fuel. That's right. Production, you know, build new pipelines, you know, encourage more drilling, you yep. know, yep. 
And these these idiots. uh, So because because I fought back to Dow on Twitter, of course, now all the, you know, the Cornell West Democrats are coming (laughs) after me. We want Cornell West. Well, last week it was Marianne Williamson or it was JFK, uh, RFK Jr. Give me a fucking break. You know, if if Bernie Sanders was too liberal for them, for for the America, you're not going to do it with a nut job. I'm sorry. I used to respect Cornell West, but I think he's gone off the deep end. And Marianne Williamson is a very nice lady who's now saying all of the things that Bernie Sanders says. Bottom line is she can't be a elected she would not win and we'd get the fascists in charge which is what i'm fighting against right well people 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 who consider themselves leftists which i i do on some days of the week you know but people who consider themselves leftists should listen to the person who is the guru of this movement and that is bernie sanders that's right but now they're criticizing him cornell west is now criticizing bernie so cornell i've got a song for him i don't know if you've heard my song it 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 goes out today to peter dow as well and to all the assholes on twitter who keep messaging me and telling me that i'm the problem i just need you to shut the fuck up because nobody asked you bitch I need you to shut the fuck a bitch, shut the fuck a bitch, just shut the fuck a bitch, shut the fuck a bitch, bow, bow, shut the fuck up, shut the fuck up. That's what I said. Shut the fuck up, shut the fuck up, bow, bow, shut the fuck up, shut the fuck up, bow, bow. And then I block them. <laughs> yeah, I mean, uh, you know, uh, you know, I mean, I mean, I mean, they're, they're, they're just wrong. And, you know, it's a shame, like you said, I mean, I, I've. I've had some respect for Cornell West and, you know, I, they they make on some issues. They're making some criticisms about things that absolutely need to be addre- addressed, mm-hmm. but they're not going to be addressed by getting two percent of the vote and handing the election to Donald Trump. Exactly. You know? Exactly. Well, that's you when know. that's when that's when we leave. And it doesn't it shouldn't have to come to that. We can still save this democracy and then hopefully Get somebody better in office after Joe yeah. Biden. But 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 it's saying, yeah. you know, oh, Cornell West is the answer now. That's a sure way to get Donald Trump back in the White House, because those idiots said, yeah, I'll vote for him, even if he's a convicted criminal. We're screwed. Yeah, I mean, there's only there's only one there's only one way to go in terms of realistic options that could actually happen in the real world. And that is you know, make sure that Donald Trump loses in 2024, which there's no other way to do it than with Joe Biden at this point. It's just there's just there's just not. And, you know, and and give Biden four more years to, you know, lower the price of some prescription drugs, get some get some more rural broadband Internet going and and uh, get some of these ship factories online and and uh um, you know, keep keep doing the keep doing the things that aren't the sexiest things and yep. maybe aren't the headline grabbers, but maybe restore people's faith that you know government can can do some good things. And then in 2028, you know, I, don't tell me who it's going to be because I have no idea. But you know, I you know I I, I think Bernie and and. And, and Elizabeth Warren and the people we respect will I hope I hope they'll be able to pass the torch to a new generation of people who share their I think by 2028 or or 32 not that I think I'll still be here but you never know uh AOC president AOC sounds pretty damn good to me yeah eh. you know of course of course the the Cornell West types are going crazy criticizing her of course so. they are 
Of course yeah. they are. So she, might, so she must be doing something right, I guess. So uh, yeah, <sighs> a- on that note, I'm, I'm beyond frustrated, as you can tell. Will Bunch, I so, I so appreciate this column. I will post many, many excerpts on the blog today at NicoleSandler.com slash uh, 8-30-23. Of course, I remember the date. Um, uh, thank you so much. My best to your parents. Um, thank you for being a good son. Uh, and, and even though, you know, you have to go through, I am, I'm envious. I've lost my, I lost my parents a long time ago and, um, you know, good for you. Uh, it's, 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 it's the damned if you're do, do you do and damned if you don't, it's, it's, there's no easy way, but I'm glad you're there for them. Nicole, thanks so much. Thanks. I really appreciate that. And thanks so much for having me on the show and, and, uh, giving me a few extra minutes. It was a great, it was a great conversation. Always a pleasure. Thank you. Will. Thank, I'll talk to you, you soon. Bye-bye. Uh, Will Bye-bye. Bunch, everyone. Don't forget, go to inquirer.com slash bunch. That's where you can sign up for Will's newsletter, which is free and you can read full columns. It's no paywall there. Okay, with that, we're done. Um, uh, tomorrow, sorry, I, I get I get frustrated. Um, you know, I, I criticized somebody in the chat room who was talking about, well, if I have to pay $2 for an apple, don't tell me the economy's great. And then she said she's voting for Biden. So I said... With talk like that, you don't sound like you're voting for Biden. And um, yeah, but the but you have she says, I just said and I'm voting for Biden no matter what. But if you pull a Peter Dow and say, but he's too old and oh, my God, the gas prices are so high. That's not his fault. The interest rates are too high. That's also not his fault. And I think we've got someone in at the Fed who's sabotaging him. Because they said they're going to raise interest rates yet again. Not his fault. But if you listen to the, the, the re-thugs, um, well, when, when Trump was in office, uh, interest rates were, you know, zero percent. Yeah, because we were in a fucking pandemic and nobody was spending money. All right, I'm done. I'm done. Tomorrow's Thursday. Howie Klein will be here. I don't know how much longer I can do this. See ya.